Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. That's right, you heard me. Part two of the Wicked Anime recording, where we are with Evan from the Boston Bass Brigade. Hello, hello, hello. Um, and uh, the reason why this is part two is because you can find the first part of this conversation that we're going to be talking about over at his website. Yes, on www.b3crew.com on the most recent episode of No Borders, No Race. Yeah, we, we, joined him, we joined him for the entire episode, so definitely take that a listen, especially because this recording is because we missed out on our podcast this week. Yes, yes, tell us why that happened. Oh, that's easy, because Sean's computer crashed. <laughs> yeah, that's right, people. We had an episode with Sean on it, and and now we don't get to be on it. The one guy who doesn't show up for, for recordings on a regular basis shows up by himself and is, and he ruins the whole thing. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> Jerk. Um, yeah, so this episode we uh, are... We're kind of like leeching off of of, uh, of the last episode, of No Borders No Race, where we were talking about letter a letter to Momo. Momo. Yeah. And as you guys might be able to tell, we are outside. Yes. So, um, so if you hear any ambient noise, uh, maybe the birds chirping, maybe a natural ambulance in uh, <laughs> in the in the wonder seascape seascape uh, cityscape of Boston. Maybe a bickering couple behind us that won't. <laughs> They're gone. No, uh, um, we just left the theater not too long ago. We went to the landmark theater in Kendall Square. Yes. Uh, in Cambridge, and it is amazing. I'd say that there were about 12 movie uh, movies playing there, and about 90% of them were either for a foreign film or they were uh, indie. And all the trailers were for A Letter Momo? Like, almost all of them were documentary. Documentary, yeah. And they all looked awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see that one where it's the... Um, art and Craft. Art and Craft. That looked like a great okay. one. Art and Craft is a documentary about an art forger who sells paintings that he... Like, famous paintings that he repaints and sells to different museums across America. And then the other side of it is a... Uh, an exact uh, an investigator. An, yeah, a, um, he's a, a um, what did they, they call him? He's a he, he puts the art in the museums. He buys art in the museums, and he's inv- 
investigating him and trying to uh, show him to be a fraud. It, like, that looks amazing. <laughs> but uh, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the movie A Letter to Momo. A Letter to Momo. Okay. Um, so, uh, so the first part of the conversation is over on Boston Bastard Brigade uh, uh, at uh, the No Borders, No, no Race podcast. So uh, please go check that out if you're a Wicked Anime fan and just listening to this right now. Um, to all the Boston Bastard Brigade fans, welcome back. Yes. Yeah. Um, we, um, okay, so A Letter to Momo. Really, really good movie. I enjoyed it. Yes. Um, oh, man. Yeah. I, I freaking loved it. was good. It was it. good. Yeah, I hadn't really seen too much from this director before. He hasn't done too much. Other than Jinro. Yeah, Hiroyuki Otome. Yes. Otome? Is that it? Or, uh, do I have to pull out my iPad again? Um, we'll put the name in the, in the description of the episode. Okay. Um, just uh, apologies. Uh, I know his name is Hiroyuki. Um, we said it on the last episode. Yeah, so yeah. Haven't you been listening? Come on. <laughs> um, and A Letter to Momo is a story about a girl who moves to an island with her mother after the death of her father. And the last thing that she has from her father is just a letter that says, Dear Momo. Momo hey. Yeah. <laughs> it was a letter that was never finished. Um, the reason being for the letter being written, we don't really know, but we do know that before his death, Momo had a fight with her father. And, yes. and, and that was the last time that she had ever seen him. Now, in her uh, her time at this new place, there were some goblins that showed up. She found some interest in, like, the books that she found that her aunt gave to her. Yeah, they're like ghost stories. Yeah, and and she found some really interest in, in them. Yeah, like old old classic yokai stories, which is really which cool. Which I, I thought that was really interesting. Do you think that they looked like that because she took an interest in, in them? Um, I, I kind of feel like that was, like, the first thing they found. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the guardians that are supposed to be watching over the family um, after the death of the father are being punished. Um, and so they're sent down from the sky, uh, supposedly from heaven, uh, and they basically find their way into Momo's attic, and the first thing that they seem to go after are these the, the designs of the yokai. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you remember the, Contact with Jodie Foster, and like the alien takes form of her father because it's like, oh, this is a form that you'll be comfortable with. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like in the episode of South Park where it's a taco pooping out ice cream. Yeah, I hate South Park. <laughs> I have seen that episode, though. I have seen that episode. I have not. Because um, they, did, they make the point in the movie, it was like, oh, we had we had much better looking bodies yeah. back when we were had yeah, superpowers. Exactly. Yeah, so so um, there's a lot of demon lore, or goblin lore, and, and, folk, and folk tales, and everything like that. I can, so almost, I can almost guarantee that in the Japanese cut they say yokai. Yeah. Yokai, absolutely. I do too. But but it was um, it was really interesting that they got into that you know like how they were they kind of got into storytelling like almost they were like they were telling folk tales for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that part because I like classic Japanese lore. Yeah, like the kappa. Yeah, exactly. Which I, I think was kind of reminiscent of what Dana Schneider or the character that Dana Schneider a was. A little right? bit, but he was missing the shell in the back. Yeah, right. And the thing on his head. Yeah, he well he had the bird's nest hair. Yeah, yeah, he had the bird's nest hair. <laughs> Um, no, but the dub, we saw the dub. Yes. Right? Okay. Yeah. So that was really good. Um, it, it, there were some parts of it that I was kind of shaky, like the boy who became Momo's friend. Yeah. It seemed like that kid didn't really have any experience with what was going on. But the, but another, but the interesting thing is the girl who played Momo, who hasn't really done much at all with She fans. has done other things, though. She has done other things, but she hasn't done much. She was yeah. very good. She was very, um, 
believable. Yeah. yeah. Very believable. Stephanie Shea played the mother, which, which is pretty amazing. I was surprised. Yeah. I that's was... Rukia, right? No, no. That's, um... No, no. Uh, I'm in Bleach. Yeah, that's Michelle Ross. Um, yeah, oh, that's Michelle Ross. Um, yeah, uh, Orihime. Yeah, Orihime. Orihime from Bleach. Orihime. Um, oh, my God. The new Sailor Moon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep, that's Orihime. right. I didn't... Yeah, because it's crazy that I did not recognize her in this movie. Yeah, um, and also Mamimi from Fully Cooly. Shout out to me. Um, there was um, th- that was an interesting thing because I thought that she was going to play Momo when I first heard about this movie, and because I didn't look up at who played who played who. Um, and I, when I found out she was the mother, I was like, oh, this is interesting. This is the first time I saw I've seen her as an adult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think Shay's... that's what really surprised yeah, me. She yeah. always she always plays an airheaded teen. Yeah, <laughs> and you. Get that in the voice that she plays, especially in like K on when she's like one of the one yeah. of the girl band members and such. But this is like the first time I've seen Stephanie Shea do a role that was really serious. Yeah, really it was mature. mature. Very mature. mature. Yeah, there we go. We got that twin speech going on there. <laughs> um, yeah, and. That's an interesting theme for the entire movie was that it, it seemed like a very mature, like almost like it was supposed to be a family movie, but it was very mature. That's a good word for it. You know, you have to have like an intelligent, smart kid to watch, to watch the movie as a family film. And if you want a, a comparison, it reminds me of the work of Sylvain Chalmette, who did The Triplets of Belleville and The Illusionist. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Because there if you, you watch The Illusionist, which is a PG movie, it is a very mature film that barely uses any words to describe what's happening in this movie. Like all of the other, all of his other movies. Right. <laughs> Just about. But but it's a very mature um, way of storytelling, but it's for kids. It's for, for just about all ages. Yeah, interesting enough. I remember uh, I was talking to Christine, um, uh, who also joins us on Wicked Anime every once in a while, and she uh, said that when, when I, I asked her to come see this movie, which she unfortunately did not, because um, she's sick, she... Said, I'll get better by this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, she thought it was going to be a scary movie. Because really? It, yeah, and, and I told her, no, it wasn't going to be. But I mean, like, it's interesting because I thought it was going to be a fun family movie and she thought it was going to be a scary movie. It didn't turn out to be any of those things. It actually just turned out to be really, really sad. No, it, <laughs> it actually was what I... It met my expectations. Yeah. Uh, to it, uh, That's what I thought the movie was going to be. I just thought it was going to be a bit more family-friendly. You know, like the scene where uh, the big guy pushes Momo into the water? Yeah. yeah. I thought the movie was going to have that feel the entire yeah, time. Yeah, me too. That was one Wonderful. You're welcome. That was so good. That was wonderful. Yeah, I, I thought that was so great. That was like the first push towards recovery for her. Yeah. Exactly. And and I thought that's what was going to happen. I thought that the the yokai were going to help her get through her time, which they didn't really. You know, they were kind of like this 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 hindrance. We, yeah, we can't help you yeah, out. It yeah. goes against the that, goblin rules. That is so very true. Because uh, well, because she wasn't supposed to see them in the first place. Yeah. So they. Were we're supposed to be an invisible um, kind of watching over uh, uh, to be to begin with, uh, but the the thing is is uh, so the fact that she can see them made it so that like I mean they were rude they were jerks and they never really and they never got anything right they were clumsy they were very much common no bad guy they were well <laughs> well yeah but but I made the comparison in the in the No Borders or Race episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force because Dana yeah. Snyder plays Master Shake plays one of the goblins yeah, and, <laughs> and he's exactly how Master Shake would be it's a very good comparison it really yeah. is um and uh 
It's it is pretty amazing uh, though, because I thought they would were going to be a little bit more uh, friendly and a little bit more, but they weren't, uh, which was which was really kind of a nice change where they were just kind of like they were jerks to her the whole time, and uh, especially Dana Schneider's character, which you, is something you really expect from one of Dana Schneider, like a yeah. part of Dana Schneider would play, uh, where he's just a douche and uh, <laughs> like and uh, and it's funny because it never really changes, like all the way up until the end, he's just like a dick, like. <laughs> You know, and uh, but it, but it, it's kind of funny because you you um, even though he is like that, you can still kind of sense a change. Yeah, yeah. you you kind of almost feel like you you understand where like a friendship comes from. Because here's here's another point that I wanted to bring up that we didn't talk about on the other one. This the entirety of the movie seems like it's it's Momo going through the mourning process. You know, yes. she just lost her father and she's mourning the entire movie. And it's kind of like the movie is is every. Everything is symbolic for a step in the mourning process. Right. It affects everybody differently. You know, of course, it, people mourn in different ways, but um, the most common one is, is like depression and sadness. Yes. You know, regret, and then anger, anger, denial, and then like acceptance, confusion, confusion. There we and, go for for uh, Mama. Yeah, a little Mama demon there. Right. Oh. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Although he was kind of like... <laughs> he, he did, again, going back to Aqua Teen, he was kind of like the meat one in the, in the group. Like, yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. I don't know how to read or write. That was he, wasn't, he wasn't He wasn't funny. He wasn't as, as funny as meat one, though. Right. So, yeah, I will say that. Um, he, he wasn't like going like, Hello there. Come yeah. on, all the little goblins. I come on, have some friends. Oh, there's Mr. Squirrel around there. Who will bring the juice box? <laughs> um... <laughs> So, uh, and one of the things that, uh, I mean, I don't know how much longer we can talk about this because of, of how much we talked about it on Boston, or on, uh, No Borders, well, Race. No Borders, No Race. On Boston Basket. On Boston Basket. But, um, uh, one of the things that I really, really, really loved is the animation. And why wouldn't I? I mean, I'm an animator myself. We didn't really get too much into it. In all there. that we said was it was very Satoshi Kon-like. Oh, and um, then we have to talk about just how gorgeous the animation was. Um, even if you, like, you went to the movies and you're like, man, I hated that movie, which I didn't. Um, <laughs> uh the animation. the animation was just gorgeous, and I loved every sight. Like the, the facial to, expressions. Yes, the attention to details and yeah. all the backgrounds, and I even the water looked great. It made me. It made me love. It, re, it really, truly, truly reminded me why I love animation and why I wanted to do it in the first What's place. Such a beautiful craft. Yeah. Yes. And because um, it, it even was a feeling of. Something that Disney can't do for me, because like I love Disney, and I know people who work in Disney. I know that sounds a little name droppy, but it's not. Um, I, I'm not meaning it to be. Um, uh, you know, and they're really cool and really great at what they do. But it's kind of things like this, like the Ghost in the Shell style animation, that because yes. that's kind of what I do. I do like that gritty style, more, right. less, less cartoony, more gritty when I animate. Right, like your cyberpunk thing. You're yeah, working on. exactly. Um, more dropping. <laughs> um, um, uh, this is real people. I'm really doing these things, so I'm not just. We're not just like saying crap. Um, uh, so it's this kind of animation style that I love, uh, where it feels real, and uh, and the people feel like they're existing. Almost. Yeah. Yes. And that's what. And you know what? That's what I like about anime in general, especially yeah, like the slice right? of life, because yeah. these are characters that you can. 
can relate to because, oh, they're not magical fairies or princesses and princesses. Well, yeah, because when you get Slice of Life, you, there's not much going on in Slice of Life. you got to be honest. It's just like regular, everyday stuff, and, and there's not much to focus on in that, so you focus on the realism of people. Well, yeah, and, you, and that's it's kind of the way I, I, I describe watching Mad Men. Like, when I watch Mad Men, I love Mad Men. I love me some Mad Men. I love me some John Hamm. Um, <laughs> but you watch the show, and you're like... Why do I like this show? Like, why why do I keep watching Mad Men? It was because you, you don't really... I mean, nothing happens. You're watching these people work. Like, you're watching these people go to work and have depressing lives. It's like, so why are you watching Mad Men? Oh, because it's so human. Yeah. You know, and... That's why I like the works of, like, Charlie Kaufman. Films like Adaptation and Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because those dive deep <laughs> into the human nature. Especially, um, connected in New York with, um... Uh, the late great film Seymour Hoffman. That's oh, yeah. a film that I feel does a great job with showcasing um, just the human state of mind, especially with it going back and forth between with his daughter, and one moment will be like a little kid, but then in the next moment he'll be a full, full grown adult because he still sees her as daddy's little girl. Yeah. 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 Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about was how one, one of the things that, that they go through in this movie is the. Uh, the fact that Momo and her mother don't really get along anymore, it, it, and it's because of you know the death of the father. I mean, but they don't. The, one of they're the mourning things, very differently. I yeah, feel yeah. Like that that's are, why. That's perfect. They're mourning differently, and they and they can't see eye to eye, so it causes tension in their relationship. And Momo doesn't think that. Her- imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Her mom cares about it and anything like that. It's because I feel like she needs to work to get her mind off of everything. Yeah, absolutely. So she goes away a lot. So, guys, um, we're probably not going to go too much deeper into it because I really, really recommend that you go see this movie, um, which kind of goes into what we're going to talk about now, which is our final thoughts on the movie. Uh, My final thoughts on the movie are go see A Letter to Momo. Uh, The animation is so good. Um, Just be prepared to be really sad. I was sad. I was sad. Very sad. But the thing is, and I didn't really feel that same sadness. Um, I just kind of enjoyed watching the experience and kind of... 
taking a ride on the journey that Momo kind of went through. Right. Um, so it's a very it's a very different experience for everybody who watches the movie. But I highly recommend you go see it. I loved it. Yeah, me too. Now, just just to let people know, just from my personal experience of this movie, I enjoyed it. I recommend it to everybody. Just be prepared that there are a couple of I would say little dry areas, a little drawn out, a little bit here and there. But that's because it's more showing of Momo going through the morning process. Nah, I don't agree with that. You don't? Nah. Okay, so it's still slow for some people. It, it is a little bit slow, but I still recommend it because I feel it is a great story that more people need to see. If you guys are familiar with Japanese film, that's kind of that's kind of natural. Like Japanese film does kind of take those slow bits. It, it does, but there are many other interesting ways they can do take those slow times. Yeah. All right. So yeah, definitely go see it. That's good final thought. Okay. okay. Now um, I know you guys were saying that you kind of needed your fix of a little bit of Wicked anime, uh, seeing that the last episode kind of crapped out on us, and we're very sorry for that. So we're kind of making it up with this. But so we're going to talk about a little bit about what we're watching. Um, you know, uh, we kind of ta- uh, tapped on it a little bit on uh, No Borders, No Race, yeah. uh, which is the part one of this conversation, as we mentioned before. We talked about the um, the summer season of yes, anime, which we talked about a lot. The summer season that was, because let's face it, that, I can't remember the last time we've had this good of a summer season in yeah. anime. Yeah. But... I'm not watching. I, I did watch something else that was not included in the summer season, uh, and that was One Piece. And um, I started on episode one piece of One Piece. Um, one down, seven hundred eighty-seven more to go. So um, it's really, really weird, guys. Uh, starting over on One Piece, not even starting over, just starting, because I've never even seen One Piece uh, up to this point. But uh, the reason why I wanted to try to get into it was because of, uh, well, the fact that it's the most popular anime in Japan. So I kind of wanted to be on board, you know? Um, for some reason, I've, I've come across this liking. You, know, you could probably just go walking around Japan and I was like, hey, Luffy, yeah, Luffy, Luffy, <laughs> Nami's awesome, yeah, yeah. Well, because they have, they have just... They have stores yeah, devoted to it. Yeah, just regular stores. Like, you go down the street and there's just a one-piece store. And... My friend uh, Kristen, who goes by the name Nanya Boss of Bash Brigade, she has reading glasses <laughs> of the characters of One Piece. Wow. So, um, so I figured, hey, I might as well give this a shot because, um, because I don't have problems with shows like this. Like, I, yeah, I may not like Dragon Ball Z as much as uh, everybody else does, but I do kind of like Bleach. So, um, maybe I'll give you know One Piece a shot. So I did. I watched the first episode, um, and it, it was really weird because uh, it was like stepping back in time because uh, it's not even a sixteen by nine aspect ratio that you watch things. <laughs> four by three on yeah. the big boxy TV yeah, set. And it's yeah, four by three uh, squares. It has that nice hand-drawn feel to it. Yeah. Um, Does it have the VHS lines running through it? Too? <laughs> I <win. laughs> um, But it feels old, you know? And um, and you can tell that it's hand-drawn cells because uh, it feels or- yeah. it feels organic. A little um, gritty, dirty. Which is, which is really weird because that means that One Piece has been running uh, long enough, like even longer than Bleach because Bleach started in the uh, digital anime age. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, so One Piece started before that we even had So the show transitions into a digital anime phase. Which is so kind of like what happened with Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, so you're watching the episodes, and it's weird because because um, even though I haven't seen One Piece, I know about the characters. I know where the characters are at now, how big they are, um, how important they are to the story. But episode one, um, the main two characters that it features are Nami and Luffy. Yeah. And they are nobodies, and it's weird. 
because um, like you know, Luffy's not even a, doesn't even have the Straw Hat crew. He doesn't even right. have a ship. Yeah, he doesn't have a ship. He doesn't have anything. He just had the gum gum fruit, and then yeah. not even he was he was finding it in that episode in episode one. No, I thought he had swallowed. You see, I watched the very first episode of One Piece was episode one of Four Kids, where yeah. they probably edited the shit out. Well, see, um, when uh, in episode one uh, that I was watching, uh, they find him uh, floating in a barrel, like he, in the middle of the ocean. Like there's just a ship, that, and there's a barrel floating in the ocean. You don't know that Luffy's in it, but they pull him up all overboard because they was like, oh, a barrel is probably treasure or something like that. And um, and so they they storm away, they storm away in this in the storage, and he comes out, and they find the fruit. I, the fruit is on the ship. Oh, okay. At least I think it was because I only watched half of it because I fell asleep. <laughs> Not because it was boring, because I was tired. <laughs> that was my next question when you said that. Yeah. Um, go ahead. I watched... Um, can, I, can I do what I'm watching? Yeah, you know, um, I'm, I think I'm going to continue to watch One Piece when I have the time. You see, how I feel about One Piece is how I feel about Fairy Tale. Oh, okay. Because yeah. how much I've drawn into Fairy Tale. Okay. It's, it's made by the same designer and stuff like that, so... Um, a little bit. It's, uh, I think it's the same uh, animation studio. Same studio, yeah. So I, I, I felt the designs of the characters I, um, familiar. I was watching... Great Master Guy is the one who designed it. Yeah. For, um, for anybody who hasn't heard the B3 episode, um, which, why the heck not... Um, I watched uh, Aldnoa Zero. Thank you for all the fans out there who suggested Aldnoa Zero to us because it is awesome. Um, I, I love the characters in it. After the first episode, it took me a while to get into the characters, but episodes like two, three, four, characters are awesome. They're smart. There's a lot of strategy in it. I mean, in the first episode, the first episode drew me in. I, I was on board at the first episode. There was only like ten seconds of Mecha in it, and there wasn't even any fighting. Um, so, and I'm going to keep watching it uh, up until the end. I'm going to keep going with it. Thank you for everybody who suggested Noah Zero. I'm I'm on board. If you want my extended thoughts, go back to part one. So, um, uh, go ahead, Evan. Do you, what, what are you watching? Well, I'm watching Girls Monthly Nozaki-ku. It's uh, a bit of a slice of life thing. A girl falls in love with a guy, but he mistakes her uh, love confession for, oh, you want to work with me with this manga I'm drawing? Okay. That's such a guy thing to do. It's it is. Such a guy thing. And it's just about, okay, here's how he's getting all these stories. Here's all the character ideas that he's uh, coming up with for it. And it's just really funny, and it's very entertaining. Like, the very first episode is like, oh, how... How do they do the whole lovey-dovey thing of a guy and a girl riding on one bicycle? So it's like, oh, we can't do this because it's now illegal in Japan. So <laughs> what did they decide to do? Oh, let's see how romantic it can, it can feel riding a tandem bicycle. So it's like, you know, the, the two people yeah, bicycle. Yeah. And it's just everybody watching the, the guy and the girl riding a tandem bicycle just going, what the hell are these two doing? Nice. Um, but it's very entertaining and, and very, and I really recommend it. It's, it's in my queue. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's in, in my queue. In my queue, too, so, so I'm gonna watch that. I'm probably gonna, yeah. With your suggestion, I'm, I'm gonna I give it a shot. And for another show, I still want people to really go back, go vintage with the original Astro Boy. Please, if you have a love, if you love Japanese animation as much as all the three of us here, if you want to know how it really got started, watch it. It's on the Manga Entertainment app, which you can find either on like Xbox Live or on some Sony TVs has this manga app, and you can watch all 104 episodes that were dubbed in English. Yeah. Wow, in black and white. In black and white. Sweet. Does it cost money? Nope. It uh, is free. <laughs> it is. You know what's great too about it is just how relevant that show still is because 
I don't know if a lot of people know this, but with, with Tezuka, his storytelling, there's a lot of symbolism of teaching people of, of love and accepting people for who they are and everything. And that yep. comes up very strongly in Astro Boy because because you can because with the back in the 60s with everything going on with the civil rights thing with the civil rights stuff you can use that analogy with Astro Boy with all the robots that are trying to find equality in the world that they're living in mm-hmm. interesting absolutely mm-hmm. so if you guys want to join in the conversation maybe you've seen a letter to Momo uh, it's been out for a couple years now uh, so you may have gotten your chan- uh, the chance to see it if you haven't um, I highly recommend finding it. it it is coming out on DVD in a couple months yeah and uh, if you need something a, a little more basic overview of what we talked about Go to the No Borders, No Race uh, episode. Because well, you, you kind of have to in order to finish this conversation. We, we yes. were a little bit more broad in this episode. We we bring it down to the main story elements, and you get a bigger sense of what's going on in the first episode. So go watch it. We also give you a short breakdown of uh, of the summer anime. So go uh, so go check that. Plus out. You get some sweet tunes. You yep. can get some sweet tunes. Tune. Great music. We have MC Front a lot. We got the Michelle Gun Elephant. We've got Ogre, you asshole, which some of you people who watch Space Dandy will be very familiar with. Space Dandy is awesome. Uh, so, guys, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're very sorry that this is not a normal episode. Uh, we're sorry that Sean's computer broke. Sean. He's fired, by the way. He's never coming back. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, we love Sean, and it was not his fault. He will never work in this town again. Brother. Which, which, why, why, did, uh, why did Hulk Hogan do the, the firing? I don't know. Well, actually, you're, you're probably really right. He probably won't work in this town again, seeing that he lives in Gainesville, Florida. So he's okay with that. You know? He'll never work in Gainesville, Florida again. Brother. From home, brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was enough. That was Yeah, I know that was Brandon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alright guys, so uh, you can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime where we have regular updates on all of our cool facts, uh, little news stories, anything cool that we find around the internet, and definitely our videos on YouTube, which you can find us at youtube.com slash wickedanimereviews where you can find all of our important things that you need to know about Wicked Anime. Please subscribe. We are nearing a thousand, a thousand viewers. Um, that's when we're going to be famous. No, hey, I was thinking that once we hit 1,000 viewers, that's when we share our five-year plan with our fans. Hey, that's a good idea. You so, want to hear what we have in our five-year plan? Get step one, get money. Step two, step three, profit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, and you can also find us on Twitter now. Tweet at us at YoWickedAnime, at YoWickedAnimeYo. Uh, no second yo. No second yo. Um, yo. Uh, you can still find us at Tumbles, uh, where we tumble, tumble things. And, um, the of tumbleweeds. course. And of no, course. No, they're tumbling like Naru gets thrown out of the house in the Barakamon. Barakamon. Do a barrel roll! Um, uh, of course, now you can find us at SoundCloud.com, which is now a partner uh, with Nerdy Show, helping us uh, with all of our free space. Yeah, comment on our uh, comment on our timeline so we can know exactly when you think we're jerks. That's right. And uh, and of course, guys, find us at NerdyShow.com if you are not listening to this uh, episode on NerdyShow.com slash WickedAnime, where you can also find our videos. Or you can find us uh, at iTunes, where you can subscribe there so you get all the podcasts and uh, and... Please rate and review. Rate and review. That'd be cool. 
I think we have one. <laughs> Go ahead, Evan. All right. So, as usual, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bash Picket, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. That is where you can hear the first half of this conversation, by the way. So. I think we said that a thousand times. Yes, I know. But just, I need people to know that. We need people to know that. So, if you have any questions, comments, song requests, if you're in a band, want to be featured on the show, or if you have any questions for our friend Sawa Sensei, our Japanese one-on-one best friend, all the way over from the land of the rising sun, you can write to us at the bastards at bossofashbrigade.com. You can find me on Twitter at king underscore baby underscore duck, and on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com. Like us on facebook.com slash Brigade, and don't forget about the other shows under the land of ash including electric sisterhood geek aggro and the issues program we're going to be at the boston festival of indie games second saturday of september at mit at the johnson athletic center please come it's a lot of fun tickets are ten dollars but 750 for two or more very cool. All right. So, um, so that's the end of this. Um, we're not gonna, seeing that we're in public. We're not going to sign off the only way we know how. We are going to do it quietly, though. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Now I gotta go. Pee. We're sitting out in front of a state park restaurant. We've had like 15 or so people walk up to the door to a we're going on vacation sign, so it's closed, and everybody's just like, Actually, I don't, I don't know what, I don't even know if they, it looks like a, just a pub stuff. Because if, if it's vegetarian, then we're sitting that. at, we're sitting at their, we're sitting at their benches. Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling friends, rating, and reviewing on iTunes, shopping at nerdyshow.com store, or directly donating to the network. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. To find out how you and your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com sponsorships. For more episodes of the Wicked Anime Podcast, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. 
You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via iTunes Store. And for the latest news, follow us on your favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.